Inofficially, we had a goal to send more students abroad than that there are soldiers abroad, because we don't even not just believe it can add to personal and academic development, but also can make our world a little bit of a more tolerant and equal place. Hello and welcome to KPMG's Talking Tertiary podcast, where we reimagine tertiary education for a changing world. I'm Stephen Parker, KPMG's education sector leader in Australia. This is the third of three discussions I had at the University's Australia conference in Canberra in February 2020. Having talked last year with several university leaders as part of season one, I thought I should focus on private sector delegates to the conference, people who are working alongside universities and delivering services to them. In this episode, I talked with Edwin Van Rest outside the conference venue, shortly after being dive-bombed by the noisiest cockatoo in the history of the species, so there may be wildlife or perhaps they were squawking delegates in the background. Edwin Van Rest is the co-founder and CEO of Study Portals. I've known a little about Study Portals over recent times, and we're going to hear from Edwin as to what the business really does. But one of the reasons I was interested in it is the mission of introducing transparency into student mobility. At first I thought, well, this isn't disruption. This is actually smoothing things. Then I thought, maybe it is disruption after all. Maybe some markets are actually configured by imperfect information and information asymmetry through people not really knowing what their full choices are, and so they go to the nearest or the most convenient or what they know best. So, in a way, transparency could be disruptive. We're about to find out whether I was completely wrong in this presupposition. And a postscript? As you'll gather from a comment later, the interview was recorded before it was known that, sadly, COVID-19 became a pandemic. Here's the interview. Edwin Van Rest, welcome to Talking Tertiary. Thank you so much, Stephen. You're here in Canberra at the UA conference. I'm going to ask you in a moment a little bit more about the, the business, the organization, but what actually brought you to this conference and to Australia at the moment? Australia is our fifth biggest destination market for our students right now. So growing very rapidly. They're from here to contribute and to participate in the debate, what is playing in the university sector here and visiting our partners here and prospective partners. So tell me a little bit more about study portals. How, how long have you been in operation? We've been in operation for about 10 years. Mm -hmm. I'm from the Netherlands mm -hmm. and I'm an industrial engineer, but I always had the dream to, to study abroad. I wanted to develop myself culturally and therefore I thought I'd better go to the full other end of the cultural spectrum. So I studied in Japan for my postgraduate degree and I was kind of a victim, or at least I had to fight through this transparency or lack of information. Mm -hmm. Being in Japan was for me transformational and this is where I got the the motivation to help others to do the same and look across borders for many reasons. But it had taken me one and a half year to just find out what my options were there. Mm -hmm. And even worse, when I came back full of great stories, many of my friends says, 
wow, I wish I had known about this opportunity. So there was actually very little awareness, and particularly amongst Western students even. Mm -hmm. uh, the world's at their feet, but they didn't really know what was out there for them uh, beyond the border. And that's really the frustration and the problem that we are solving. And I've heard some extraordinary number of page views, the number of people on your site. Bring me up to date, really, on, on how, as an organization, you're traveling. Yeah, so we started with a mission to make education choice transparent globally. And I'm happy to see, to hear that, that apparently you did realize that. Mm -hmm. So that is, message is coming across. Inofficially, we had a goal to send more students abroad than that there are soldiers abroad. Because we don't even not just believe it can add to personal and academic development, but also can make our world a little bit of a more tolerant and mm -hmm. equal place. Last year, so in 2019, we had 37 million unique student users and 140,000 confirmed enrollment. So that's when we have all the data from discovery to enrollment of international students enrolling abroad. Now, it's actually pretty hard to know exactly how many soldiers are abroad. There's not a lot of public data on, uh, on that. You can imagine why. But the United Nations has 110,000 military and police peacekeepers. So that level, at least, we've already surpassed. And uh, we are incredibly proud of that, to have a core of 40,000 of our users right. studying the world and uh, peacekeeping in their own way. And the kind of study that you are reporting that people are having access to, is it across all levels of education, tertiary only? No, it's we focus on English taught, mm -hmm. formal, four-credit, higher education. Higher education. So, and then the bulk is full bachelor's and full master's degrees. Shorter credentials are growing rapidly. Yes. It's yep. still, still a relatively smaller part of our business. Also, we have the PhD level, but there we are much less comprehensive than we are in uh, bachelor's and master's, where we really have a focus to have comprehensive information on, uh, on all the universities in the world. Now, we're speaking at the end of February 2020. We know we're in the midst of a coronavirus epidemic with quite a lot of speculation that it's about to become a pandemic, namely around the world and potentially out of control. So does your data and your business give you a unique insight into what is or might be happening with international student mobility? Yes, so we can spot trends in real time. And what we see nowadays, actually, our data arm of our business, our data arm of the business is a very considerable part of our total business. So obviously the core is helping students, universities to optimize their student population, so to recruit students mm -hmm. and recruit them in a much more efficient and a much more scalable way. But the data business is a big part of our business. And the reason why is that we realize that many universities and governments make decisions on the basis of enrollment data. Mm -hmm. But actually enrollment data is about 18 to 24 months after the fact. Sure. You students have to enroll, have to make census, and then still typically takes a couple of months before the data is available at, at quality. We have forward-looking data, and we have interest data, and we've already matched with enrollment data and seen that we have really good predictive power of future enrollment. So we have a little bit like a, an 18 to 24-month crystal ball, if you like, right. and we've shown those correlations. Okay. And that interest data happens in real time. So it changes in real time on the basis of what happens in the press. So, for instance, we have a Brexit dashboard that's been used by a lot of our UK uh, partners to really see every time there was news about Brexit, how that influenced how every source market was thinking about the UK and about alternative destinations. To be able to respond faster and to be able to anticipate and optimize their planning. Also, we can, for instance, see very well how supply and demand is developing. So we see 24 months earlier how a certain type of program is going in, type of in terms of student demand, but we can also exactly see which universities are offering that program at which price point. So that's a great data set, for instance, for institutions to do portfolio development. So what is your real-time data telling you at the moment about student interest? 
Yeah, there is a little bit of a panic situation, I would say, when, particularly when it comes around the coronavirus. And we do see students very rapidly at scale looking at alternative destinations, seeing what, what options they might still have to study somewhere. And there, the, the more popular destinations seem to be the UK, continental Europe, and also Canada is considered because of yeah, perhaps more opportunity to still get entry to those countries where the US and Australia have been much more taking a much more stricter stance on a travel ban uh, from a travel ban perspective. Well, there's a, a lot to play out yet, I think, in this whole episode of coronavirus. So yes. we'll, we'll see in a few months' time where it all ends up. Can I look further into the future, however? How do you see your business developing? What, what would be a long-term success for you? So we think it's pretty strange that if you want music, you can go to Spotify or the mm -hmm. Apple Music Store. Sure. Or if you want, to, you want a hotel, you go to Booking.com or you go to Expedia. But in higher education, there's still no true global platform where education choice is fully digitized. We are confident that in the next five years, there will be a category-leading higher education platform. And StudyPortals is in pole position to, to fill that space. I can't say that we are, are already there. We're certainly the biggest and, the, and have the largest traction among students from anything out there in the world. But yeah, we're really looking to make higher education choice a lot more efficient and a lot more reliable for students and therefore make the world a more equal place, make the world a little flatter, uh, make the world a little smaller. And also disrupt the way institutions optimize their student population, give them access to much easier access to talent pools that are difficult to reach with alternative channels like travel or the agent network or advertising or, or print. So, yeah, that's, that's what we are going for. Terrific. Wow. Uh, some, sometimes people say the Amazon of learning. <laughs> well... Music to my ears in many ways, making the world a more equal place, but whilst also disrupting it yeah. and bringing real-time information to people so they can make informed choices. These all seem to be uh, really important trends. Um, I wish you the very best of luck in the future. So Edwin Van Rest, thank you for joining me and Talking Tertiary. Thank you so much, Stephen. Well... That was my conversation with Edwin Van Rest, co-founder and CEO of Study Portals, a business with the mission of making transparent the choices that mobile students have to study globally, and which had 37 million unique student users in 2019. You can listen to other episodes in seasons one and two on our website, kpmg.com slash au slash talking tertiary, or wherever you find your podcasts. Thanks for listening, and I'll speak with you next time on Talking Tertiary. <laughs>